Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Hi, and welcome to episode four of 101 Part-Time Jobs, the only podcast in the world which hears me, your host Giles Bidder, speak to musicians and comedians about the jobs they had before they went full-time. This week we have the band Bly and Avon, and it's basically a non-show since they got signed by Transgressive when they were in their teens, which is most likely due to them being an extremely talented group of individuals who absolutely rip at their instruments. In fact, the reason this episode happened was because they played an open mic at my local, The Bird's Nest in Deptford, as an entirely different band, switching around instruments, presumably because they're so good that they got bored of their own. The week this happened, they were practising for a tour which ended with a sold-out show at the Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is no mean feat. If you know anything about that venue, you know it's a grand, ostentatious building where you only get to headline sold-out shows there if you're really fucking good, or if you've tricked enough people to like your band. So, here's Bly and Avon on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Signature Brew is the official beer of 101 Part-Time Jobs. (laughs) 
I'm with Harris and Frank and Ben from the band Blenavan. Blenavan? Blenavan. Blenavan. Do you oh. have to say that a lot? Do you have to explain yeah, that? It yeah, it doesn't matter though, it's all good. Mm-mm. What is in a name anyway? What's in a name? You know. Like, yeah. Especially in this day and age, it couldn't have been a more valid question. <laughs> but you've been in a band since you were like younger, right? Since you were teenagers. So you've known each other through through these times of finishing school and being like, okay, what do we do? Where, where are we going to get our mm. pocket money for the pub? Yeah, but for some reason, I know, we never thought like, what are we going to do? We were just like, yeah, we'll just be in the band It'll still. It'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. We just, it seems that like, that's, I feel like that's what like most teenagers in bands think, but it has actually mm. happened. Yeah, like, sometimes you do it, sometimes you do it like, in the other days, like sometimes you do a gig and like at the end we each get like a tenner and we're like, wow. Yeah, probably should have true. been given that to like our agent or whatever. Yeah, it turns yeah. out. I feel like you can be like a twenty-eight-year-old in a band now, and that's like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. It. I guess we didn't really think about making a job out of it, so we just yeah. found it funny until about last year. When it just it was a job, <laughs> and it, then we were like, oh, this is a job. It's also funny. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> really funny. Did Did you uh, any of you end end up doing something like any part time jobs on the side? Yeah. yeah, I actually got a job not for making any money because I actually needed none because I lived with my parents and ate my dinner off their table. Mm. Um, as the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a pub, a pub job because I actually like thought it would be good for me. It was probably the mm. only decision I've made to like be like this. Look, you're not gonna like it. It's gonna be rubbish. But for you as a person, you're gonna yeah. be better after this. Yeah. And like I'd look forward to little bits of it, like mopping the tables in the morning and like making sure everything was prepared. There's like a checklist, uh, like screwing all the caps on the like beer stuff it was all quite therapeutic and simple mm. yeah I get that and then the bit I didn't really like was when people came in like sometimes <laughs> I'd be on my own in the pub like blasting out cocktail twins and having a sneaky pint and it was like a big old fashioned tavern with just me in there like dancing around to stupid shoegaze what time for how long was it open I like, did all that. day it was open all day but a lot of people wouldn't come in till the evening mm. Saturday was good because everyone was less depressed but like <laughs> uh, I would be involved in their banter and their like they seem to treat me more like a, a person rather than just yeah. like a, a pump. Whereas the, there, there is that like thing at pubs where like, you know, people go there to, it's like the same way we go to Bird's Nest. We go to Bird's Nest because it's fun mm. and it's comfortable yeah. and it's sort of like Not a second home. And that is like, the, for me, that's the idea of like a British pub, isn't it? I yeah. guess it's because we're now like, not that this is like outskirts, but because it's like very much its own like little, mm. little community properly. Mm. Like that. Mm. You still have those. Like the pub we were in properly yesterday was like, Amazing. Um, yeah, like the same fucking like seven blokes and a few ladies, and then we all walked in and it's like what the fuck? But yeah. they were very welcome. They loved it. Like yeah, they great. they had a really tight community. But it, the whole point about it was that they like brought everyone in as well. Was totally. These I two was a girl phrase like, for ages oh, yeah. for like ten minutes, and then I went, "I'm a man," and they were like, "Nah," and, like came over and like checked. Yeah, like the, the lady was like gra- like grabbed me and I was like, "This is a wig." Yeah, I was like, "I'm just sewed like, into the hat." Yeah, it was sweet though. She said, she was like, oh my God, you're so pretty, young lady, whatever. And I was like, sick. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Thank you very yeah. much. It's oh, really weird. Well, I was going to bring it back a little bit more to the part-time job. You had your um, open mic nights at your at your pub, didn't you? That's another one, but that's about, more about me. Me, 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 one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. Did you become tight with any, with any locals? Um, it's weird because it, like, it happens in the pub when you're not working there, but you come but come tight in that way where you're like you're my closest mate and I'll love you forever and then the next day you don't give a shit and you like you can't yeah. remember anything you said to each other and that yeah. kind of happened I was, I was thinking, thinking did you when it was your last shift were you like 
Guys, that's been nice. I or did you, just, you just fucked off. I, you just gone forever. I, I, I was gone forever. I didn't know it was going to be my last shift. They probably never even talked about you. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually so funny because I thought about something, or someone showed me something that's just like what you said there, which is how fucking gnarly is it that one day you signed out of MSN Messenger for good? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah like MySpace. Yeah, no, it's like uh, Hotel California, isn't it? Like you never leave. Like the, yeah, the yeah. man, you the man has all your time. conversation history. Like, yeah. Yeah, but when, when you, you were like, you didn't know when you were you, signing out. Exactly, you're like chatting. You're like, all right, yeah, see you later, Emma. Oh, and then nice. you sign out, and then you just never, <laughs> never go back. That's what you did at the pub. You fucking just and like it's unnecessary to have an emotional goodbye because I mean, you didn't want, you didn't choose to be friends in the first place. Yeah, but. Really? Sometimes Did the you? best friends are the ones you didn't choose. I think yeah, my yeah. last memory in the like crowning moment of my departure from the pub was that I came in and I was wearing a belt really high up with these like chinos. They haven't got a lot of crotch room, and um, I was wearing it's because I was wearing braces. It was like a dress up for Christmas type thing, and so I had to. And they, I had these fruit braces with different like squidgy like bananas, grapes, apples, like all in a kind of like woven platter of a. That's crazy, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and that was like I was wearing those, and cause... the guy that was always like, he was my, he was so against me at the start, and over time I was like resilient and nice, and it actually won him round, and like when he'd get drunk sometimes he'd be like, oh, I think you're actually really good at this job, whereas at the start he would like chastise me for pouring the pint wrong, or like yeah, all that bullshit yeah, that people yeah. like pretend to know about. Um, and he was like, I came in, and he was like, Oh, I can see your plums, mate. And I, because my my, bra- my braces are so tight that like my balls are clearly showing through my chinos. Like, I thought it was on the on the fruit shirt. No, or plums but, on the fruit shirt. No, it's like put them away or like take the braces off or something. And then I had to wear put them away. The, the manager's uh, like Christmas jumper that her mate had brought her like to wear. So um, the, the, the so that the punters couldn't see your balls. I've just well, got an image of like the, it's, like, it's almost like front side piles. Yeah, pals in the front. Mm. That's how I see them. Fuck, that's far. The chesticles. (laughs) Story of my life is frontside piles, mate. Um, That is quite quite funny in jobs. I find that like it's like it's a common theme that you know you if when you start a job, people are just like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, Yeah. so it works in like most jobs, I think. Like some band, it's like, oh, you're having this support band, and you're like, oh, they're gonna be nice, aren't they? Like, oh, fuck, 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 and you meet them. Everyone's a fucking nice legend mm. every time. Mm. <laughs> have you have you found that working? Obviously, we don't want to like chat shit on anyone, but like but like working mm. with people like PRs or agents and all the people in between. Mm. Well, we've been actually like we didn't really pick our team that carefully. We just kind of fell into it really funnily when we were kind of kids. And mm. um, actually, everyone is quite a massive legend. Yeah, <laughs> that we work. With. I was going to say it's really weird because we're all like predisposed to like our natural setting is to assume the worst and like most of the time people prove you wrong and like like you said it was so easy people just kind of like they were there and they were doing the thing and they're all like amazing shouldn't Mm. be a challenge you set people to prove that you're not a dickhead like guilty until proven innocent you know no but sadly it works it's quite funny really sadly most people in the world are dicks Uh, maybe I don't know but it isn't it is a weird coincidence because that's Mm. like we've I don't know there are some people that work in this job that are and a wankers, I guess. Mm. But everyone that works with us is... Yeah, that's wicked. That's lucky, especially when you're, like, when, you, when you're a bit younger. You don't necessarily think mm. to be like... Yeah. And you, we've all grown up with, um, like, our father's advice ringing our ears, like the music industry, the sharks, and, like, they yeah, have, yeah, actually yeah. have no fucking idea because yeah. it's, like... <laughs> the industry is so reliant on... The industry. Yeah, the, 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 the world we're in is so reliant on, like, um, 
like uh, personal relationships. So people that aren't nice just mm. kind of don't get. Mm. You don't get far yeah. unless you get really far and then start being not nice. But everyone has to pretend yeah. like they like you anyway. Yeah, because it's I don't know. Like people need to want to be with you because it's it very like face to face, like hands on kind of thing, isn't it? And it's like it's, it's not cold hard business. It's really about the people. So. Yeah, absolutely, and I and I, and I imagine in my, in my sort of like the way I've dipped my toes into to the music industry or whatever you want to call it is that you know, people want to work with you if you're nice. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you keep your job, mm. as well as being good at it. Yeah. Have you had anything, Frank? Uh, I did some part-time work at the Savoy what a Hotel girl. in London. Continue. And I had to wear these little Savoy gloves, <laughs> which are like Mickey Mouse gloves. When you um, when you say that, like as in like. Tipless? Uh, no, like white gloves um, with like three stripes on like Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got kind of like rubber grips on the fingers so that you don't drop the plates. And the plates are fucking hot, so that's why you need the gloves. And actually, you need two pairs of gloves because the plates are so hot. <laughs> they give you two pairs? Yeah, yeah, you have to double up. Everyone like doubles up. Um, and the thing about the Savoy, which is fucking shit, is that they make you polish glasses that don't need polishing just because they like pride that like the, all the glasses are hand polished or whatever like that mm. so like even after like everything's finished and all the work's done like everyone's gone home blah 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 blah, blah everyone has to stay and polish glasses like whatever their job is just that everyone has to stay for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours until all of the glasses in the whole Savoy are polished again <laughs> like every night every glass in the Savoy has to be hand polished <laughs> is that everyone that works there like yeah, like all, all like all the chefs like come that everyone gets back like together in like yeah. the fucking back corridors and everyone's just like fucking hands off, get fucking polishing done. And they're so, like if you've done a, like and there's also like people that check the quality of each like mm, has this have these been done well? Yes, this rack's been done well. I imagine the quantity yeah. of glasses is quite large. Yeah, there's an insane amount of glasses in the Would you say more than ten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just like I don't know, like 20 in like a in a kind of tr- tray like this and then they stack this high mm. and then there's like 20 of those things so can you say like on average when you were, when you when you were there <laughs> like so each night worse. how <laughs> way many, too many how many would you personally polish i literally so many and you're quite fast what do, what do other people slack off oh, and you have to do like someone else's shit you're you're quite good at stuff all the time you work at the Savoy, it's like blah blah blah, blah and it's fine. And at the end of the day, it's great. And then like, the then you have to do the polishing glasses, and it goes on to like four in the morning sometimes, right. even though like you finish working at like twelve or something like that. But you get paid. Do you get paid extra for those late hours, or it's the same you shit? Kind of do, but it's like slightly reduced pay because it's I don't know. It's weird. Do you know what they should do? Not care so much about the polishing of yeah. the glasses. Every okay, everyone that works there knows how shite it is working mm. there. And like they really hate it, which is kind of a funny atmosphere to be in a workplace. Like everyone was like, "I really hate it here." Mm. What were you doing other than polishing glasses? Uh, mainly, it's like, um, like serving hot <coughs> plates of food, mm. or like um, directly to customers or to like. There'd to the be like big corporate events in like the events rooms, yeah. and we'd be like serving all of the meats. And who's a vegetarian one for number thirteen or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's quite funny. Um, Meet some interesting characters. Well, I suppose. Um, I suppose you're not allowed to. Converse. Well, actually, if you do wine pouring, that's a good one because then people like chat to you and yeah. they like you because you've just given them wine yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas with um, food, people like fuck this. In like, fact, I once poured white wine for Andrew Marr. <laughs> really? Yeah, he kind of like 
um, was in a kind of circle talking and just like sensed that I was like walking, weaving around and he just like put his wine glass like that. Oh <laughs> like just like behind, like so that it was like visible to me. Didn't even look at me at all, carried on talking like my, his wine glass filled up and then he just like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, thank you. Nothing at all. No, no interruption in his sentence. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. Yeah, fair play. That's not his first rodeo. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Done that before. That's a a particular phrase of ours that we all love. I do like that one. So you, I mean, so by the time you were eighteen, seven, eighteen, just going back to a sec, is like being in a band was a fairly logistical way to lose money of being. Yeah, I don't know. It's nothing to do, wasn't it? Were you staying at your parents' houses? Were you all staying at your parents' houses? When we finished college, we decided not to go to university. Yeah, Yeah, and we. Stuck around trying to be a band for a while, but it was kind of okay because we all kind of lived with our parents, which were all yeah. pretty near each other. And yeah. actually, there was a lot of time not doing much, so part time jobs exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like we didn't, we weren't very ambitious. I yeah. Maybe that's why it's worked out. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you can rush things. Yeah. It, well, it is for the best, but if I, I, I would change it. If I went back then, like, I don't know, we had a weird situation, but we kind of didn't. Didn't take it very seriously or do very much, and it was always like, oh yeah, I should put uni off for another bit because this is kind of sick. Mm. But we didn't really like try or get anywhere until like two years ago. I think it was because of that though that we had the like the reality check and the kind of wait, got to put in a lot of graft actually. And yeah, I, I don't know, I'm not quite sure how else we would have got that kick, but That's it was true. that kick which but we also started the ball. You know, yeah, I think it was either ball. having someone that would tell you you got to do this. Or learning the hard way, which we learned the hard way. But beyond all, on beyond and below, if you'll allow me to use the familiar beneath, beneath and above and beyond and all those things, all of that. Um, I remember that, that I think there is actually a like really low lying amount of confidence that is quite grand, really. Even when we started, we did the like talent competition that we formed for. Like, I remember crossing the bridge on the way to school, walking with Ben, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, I wonder if we'll win or not. And you, you were like, yeah, we we will win. Like, we're going to win, Harris. And I was like, yeah, I know. But, like, and then it just happened, and now we're here. And it, that's kind of like... We were just really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess that's kind of, like, how it's worked. You've got, like, I don't... I, maybe, I used to be, like, very sure of myself and very cocky. Um... I think it. I think I think I was better for it than now. I worry about everything loads. I have a shit time. But you write better songs than the cover you played. Yes. Uh, have I written a better song than Always Like This by the Bumble Bustle Club? Yes. I don't think in that genre. No, but I do think the, uh, that there's like it's a bit like more of an ambition in the song. Yeah. The songs. Actually, no. I I have written a better song than that. Good, think- good, good repetition in always like this. There, you really like repetition, what? and that does just very well. Don't, yeah, it's good for like theoretical pop music, but um, I don't, I don't love it in like actual nice songs. Do you think that's got something? What you just said about um, being cocky, which is what most teenagers do, mm. what I like. Yeah. Do you think that's got anything to do with you know putting it bluntly? I mean, it's it's real, like you know, your band getting popular and 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 re- and basically you know having this build of an audience do you reckon there's a positive correlation i don't think people want to like see that as much as some people suggest they do yeah i think maybe they like people liked it a bit more in the past 
Yeah. But now when bands say shit like, we want to be the biggest band in the world, yes. we want to change change the genre, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, genre's genre fine. Yeah. It's another trope, isn't it? You, re- you see through it straight away. It's like, it's actually, stuck, you know that you've read that thing somewhere or like yeah. you've heard someone's told you that you need to say that in order to be successful or like to be taken seriously and you just look like an idiot. But when I was just like a punter, if I read like mm. The Enemy and The Arctic Monkeys or something, we're like, we want, we're going to change the game. I would have probably been like, Oh, cool. Mm. That made me, that's I was a lot younger. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm just cynical now because I'm in a band or because I'm older. Probably a big combination. But. Oh, because you're really good at karaoke. Oh, I didn't do it, actually. Oh, no. I know, I, I always get too scared to do it. It's way scarier than playing a gig. No, it's not. Have you done, done it at Canavans? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I've done it, I sang once at Canavans, and What's my brother kind of told me I was a dick, so I didn't do it again. <laughs> what song was it? Well, me and Jamie did a duet at Fairytale of New York, and I was Kirsty. And Jamie's also like a singer, so when we did it, my brother was just like, oh, yeah, you guys are both singers, like, obviously, uh, and I was like, okay, I won't do it again. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit <laughs> off-putting. I feel like He's anyone talking though. to you after you've done a karaoke song, unless it's one of your mates, yeah. who just give the sincere, yeah. like, oh, nice one. Oh, go it, but it's, it's cringy. cringy. I don't want to talk you you want to go straight to the dressing room, but there isn't one, because it's karaoke. Great gig, dude. <laughs> Great karaoke, dude. Um, yeah, I did that. Yesterday. Really tight. Some guy in Canada. Like, the guy, the guy <laughs> that um, <laughs> the, the really good, like vibrato. Was oh. Just like Disney sang yeah, a song yeah. so amazingly. Yeah, he was. And after the gig, I was like, oh, I was like, mate, that was, I was like, that was amazing. And he was. Yeah. Fuck, like, Don't want to hear that. Like, shit, on his way to the bar, just like shut the fuck up, Ben. And I was like, I'm sorry, Stephen. <laughs> there were two builders that duetted Ed Sheeran's song. Um... It's called Thinking Out Loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it was amazing. Yeah, they duetted it, and it was like a, a really perfect vocal double. I did, I had no idea that they were two of them because one yeah. of them was like not even on the stage, yeah, like miles away looking <laughs> at the screen. But actually, like they were both absolutely nailing it, and also like the whole pub like was like yeah, was it was like the most nice vibe ever. Flip, I yeah. I I knew that song like kind of had that vibe, but like it yeah. really does. It's I didn't, a really good karaoke. Song. I didn't yeah. think about the song at all whilst I was listening to it. I was just like, these guys are singing this song that's famously really difficult to sing, and like it's so nice here. Yeah. It's quite funny. Yeah, we we wrote a chart of like the four most difficult songs to sing of all time, and that was like third, I think. Mm. And then those guys fucking nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. And. Like, I mean, the compare that like, when Houston was like... Oh my god, I just, I had forgotten about this until right now, but the compare I was doing Whenever, Wherever by Shakira, yeah. and there wasn't much going on, but suddenly the compare just took his shirt off. Oh yeah! And he was like, this is the first time I've ever done this, and I was like, it was, that. it was, okay, Harris was, Harris was singing Wherever, Whenever by Shakira, exactly, and mm-hmm. he, like, kind of, like, was doing a kind of Shakira yeah. shake kind of thing with his mm-hmm. massive belly and moves, yeah. and it was, like, <laughs> it was kind of a Shakira vibe, <laughs> and, every, and, and all of the audience was like, yeah, 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 and he was just, like, yeah. had his shirt completely unbuttoned, and, like, was he was mixing That's the effect yeah, that no, Shakira has on you. How did I not? I was standing at the front watching you that. Didn't see I didn't that. I, I, it was when I was going behind him and like yeah. doing like hypothetical grinding when you're actually touching them. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like <laughs> trying to button it back up, but obviously like out of sync mm. with the buttons kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. What a fucking legend. Because like that was a really bad performance in most ways, but like that part was really cool and he'd never taken his shirt off. He, <laughs> he, he was bald with the shirt on and he, he'd never taken never it take off. It off. I think that says more about you than, than anything else. Mm. What does it say about me? It's, well, I don't know. Make people want to get naked. I think it says, I don't know, I think he was must have been so thrilled to have a group of new young people like 
really caring. Enjoy, like really caring about mm. how nice their situation was and enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, we feel like young and alive. It was sick. We were silly because we went straight into the furthest room in the furthest corner. And we were all sitting there with the beers we had just bought, like. Oh, and like hearing the karaoke too. next door. Yeah, but think, like we did all go and sit there and then like we were like... We were there for like a second and then we just got... Jamie was like, what are we doing? Let's go and sit in there. And we did and then suddenly we were like completely As soon as we sat there. down, they were like, come and sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was sick. Uh, yeah, would you sick. rather <laughs> have... Paris is very good at these. A tongue for a nose a or a nose for a tongue? Does it mean you have two of, yeah. two of those? It mean, no, it means you like have one. So if you've got a nose... <laughs> if you've got a nose for a tongue, if you've got a t- nose for a tongue, then you've also your got tongue a nose. would be a nose. But you've also got a nose. Wait, I'm, I'm fucking and that, up. That, it'd be the same thing either way, wouldn't it? So, so like, if, you've got, so if your tongue's a nose, do you also have your nose? Oh, wait, no, yeah, that's a, that, is a very, that is a good point. Because otherwise <sighs> it's just like, would you rather have it the way round you have it now or the other way round? <laughs> would you rather, I think have, would you rather have two noses... Or two tongues. Yeah, and one of them's in the place of the yeah. other one. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, so the nose is inside your mouth. So if you close your mouth, <laughs> you don't double smile. Oh, and if mate, you sneeze no. with then your if mouth you closed, your teeth then you for a few pop. Days, then you're fucked. Okay, <laughs> I'd rather have a tongue. Oh, but then if someone like throws a shit at your face, you taste it. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.